0: Hello, this is Dan Russo, head football coach of Island High School. You're listening to The Dan Russo Show on Underground Sports Philadelphia.
1: That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless,
0: like a dog on a bone.
2: We got gas in the tank to go all night. We got gas in the tank to go all night. Relentless, we don't walk alone. Relentless. All right, we are back. It is another victory edition of the Dan Russo Show presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett, and joining me like he does each and every week, my co-host and namesake of the show, Vineland High School football head coach, Dan Russo. Coach, congrats on the win last week. How are we feeling after two straight victories for this Vineland football team?
0: Yeah, it feels great. So why you do it put all those hours to win games so the priority like I said last week was to win the game and Clearview gave us all they had their backs were against the wall you know they were 0 2 with their first home game and you know it wasn't easy they play a different brand of football you know it's some of that that run game they run you know uh wing tee stuff and some big linemen and they were just trying to run clock and keep us off the field and even throwing a few uh, on-sides kicks, but we made some adjustments at halftime and the kids um, handled adversity well. We were down by a point and came out in the third quarter and I really took it to them and I was real proud of the kids. They played played a great game, uh, minimized our mental mistakes, played hard, and uh, played with high energy.
2: Yeah, it was impressive to watch, you know, This game against Clearview was the first time the defense had surrendered any points, so... I was intrigued to kind of just see how that response would be from those guys. And like you said, down one point at halftime, you come out, what were some of those adjustments and, you know, the message from you and your staff at halftime to kind of just refocus, readjust and not really push the panic button because like you said, they were clear was giving it all they had, but you guys were still very much in the game. You started off with a big interception return for a touchdown on the first play of the game. Uh, by Xavion Diaz who will be joining us later in the show Um, but what was kind of the message at halftime to kind of stay focused not really lose too much sight of the the task that was at hand like you mentioned on last week's show which is to go in and win that game uh, and to kind of just you know stay cool calm and collected and, and go out and play your guys brand of football
0: in the first half you know, offense didn't get many opportunities because obviously Xavion had a pick six, and then they had a long drive where they're running clock, they like to run the ball. Um, then we had a ter- we had a turnover, two turnovers with the onside kick, and then the uh, fumble, you know, by the quarterback. And uh, you know, it was before you know it, we're at halftime. You know, when teams play that kind of offense, the clock runs a lot, so. Offensively, you know, we we seemed to be passing a little bit more than usual in the first half. Then we, you know, offensive coordinator made a decision to uh, run the ball more in the second half, and it worked well for us. Defensively, a few adjustments. Our linebackers were out of position. They were uh, getting walled off and um, just not lined up correctly, so that hurt us as well. I've never seen a team kick that many onside kicks since I've been the coach here. So at halftime what it, what we did is we uh, put six wide receivers and quarterback and running backs and all the skilled out in the front line and the sixth guy. So it was like a I think we were 6 3 2 and um, they still kicked it. And Tank got it. I was telling the guys at halftime you could even fair catch that if you wanted. The tank decided to, uh, you know, run it, and he got five yards or so. And I was kind of uh, on the officials because I feel like they hit him five yards out of bounds. Like he was out, they hit him, another guy came in, and I was hoping for another 15. So, yeah, I'll take the ball in the 50. They want to give us a short field, and, you know, they did, and and offense was able to take advantage of it. and and the defense tightened up. And I don't think – I'm not even sure if they got a first down in the second half. I'd have to double-check.
2: Yeah, I'd have to check that. If cause... they did,
0: it was minimal. It was one or two, but it wasn't many. Right. And, um, defense locked them down. Coach Hendricks made some adjustments. And, um, you know, the kids finished out. They played tough uh, 21 points in the second half and zero for clear w- a clear view. And we um, were able to win the game. Yeah, and
2: I think – Coming out of halftime and seeing that initial adjustment, like you mentioned, putting you know a, a quote unquote a whole full blown hands team out there, knowing that they had yeah. been you know kicking onside kicks for a majority of the game, I felt like that was the big momentum shift where it was like boom, here's an instant adjustment that you guys made coming out of the locker room, and that kind of shifted things to where you caught on to what they were doing. And you were, you know, just ready to rock and roll coming out of halftime. And then you see everything that goes down in the third and fourth quarter. You guys put up your most points in a game this season with 34. Uh, You know, the defense contributes to that again. And I think just the way that the offense was able to kind of, you know, overcome in the first half Clearview's offense being able to go down and score offense stayed composed they were able to go out there and you know when the defense makes that stop initially when you guys are up i believe it was 20 to 14 and then the offense is able to go down score again go up two scores that was kind of you know okay the the ball's in our court this is our chance to really take advantage of the situation we're in and then you get that final touchdown at the end to make it 34 14 i think overall this game to me for you guys uh through the first three games of the year was just really a, a Brilliant display of composure, not getting, you know, too worried, not hitting the panic button, even when you were facing adversity with, you know, some turnovers, the onside kicks, the defense finally, you know, giving up some points and being able to bounce back from that. I think it was a brilliant display of just, you know, composure and, you know, lack of, of not having to panic even when things weren't initially going your way.
0: Yeah, like I said, um, they gave us everything they had. They're big up front, as you know. The one tackle, sixty-five, he's going to University of Cincinnati, and uh, he was very good. Um, they had some other big linemen that were good, and you know the quarterback was adequate. and They had some tough running backs. You know they played good defense, and you know their special teams in the beginning, you know, kind of kept them in the game with the own sides kick. But like you said, like we discussed, we made the adjustment. And it was good for us. You know, it was a tough environment. that was packed house. They had their feeder program there. Um, the grass was extremely high, so that was an advantage for them. It's tough for our guys, any team with a lot of speed, to play on a field like that. But, um, you know, like I said, the kids had a lot of adversity, and they worked through it, and um, were able to upload a lot of big win.
2: Yeah, so you guys now, on a two-game winning streak, improved to 2-1 and one on the year, Have a big matchup this week, but what's the the environment at practice been like, you know, on a two-game winning streak? I know after wins, when we've done this show in the past, you say the vibes at practice have been great, but, you know, two straight wins now, something you guys weren't able to accomplish last year. What's kind of the energy around everybody, you know? feeling good about the way you're playing, but not getting you know too complacent, kind of stuck in you know that mode of, yes, we won, but still being able to look forward to the next opponent and knowing that you still have work to accomplish.
0: Yeah, speaking about last year, I was looking on my phone while I was talking to you. I think we lost them by four last year. Does that make sense right? Probably, I think personally. so. So I was happy that we were um, able to add – a plus 24 from one year. So two games in a row, we've uh, avenged some losses. And, um, you know, my position, you look at progress, and I feel like the kids have put the work in and the staff to get the right kids in here and the culture's right. And they're on the same page. It's a tight group, but um, nothing better than winning. And, you know, like I said, we're a plus 24 in one year. That's impressive. So, uh, you know, they're practicing hard. They're on, you know, doing everything that's required. We're going to go to Gatone tonight again. I think getting to Gatone is good for us at least once a week. Beautiful facility, as we discussed in the past. And they get used to the lights and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, it's been great. Everybody's high energy. And, you know, we're looking to uh, go out there Friday night. And compete against the uh, defending group five sectional champion in Kingsway. have a lot of respect for Coach Hendricks over there. He's done a great job. They're well coached. They don't make mistakes. Um, we've never actually played Kingsway since I've been here, so I'm looking forward to playing a different team. haven't even scrimmaged them, so I know Vinon's played them in the past, but the last 10 years I've been here, we have not, so we're going to get to play them two years in a row. So we have a real nice facility and so they they just got turf as well. So our JV and freshman team will get to try that out at their place. Cause when you're home, the JV freshman play at the uh, opposite, you know, field. So the, your opponent, when you're home, they host the JV and freshman games. So, um, you know, it should be a good matchup. Um, they've got some really good players and so do we and, they're coached well, and so are our guys. So I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, a great game Friday night.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to Friday night's game. And I think one thing, too, that stuck out from last week's episode when we had, you know, Tayshaun Newman on in our, our first, uh, you know, MVP interview of the episode, he mentioned that a lot of people have tried to say, like, last year's team and this year's team try to compare them a lot. And I totally agreed with him where – Last year's team versus this year's team—it's two completely different teams. There's obviously returning players, but that doesn't mean you're going to ha- be rolling the same squad out there. And there's a different energy. There's a different, you know, tenacity about this team this year. And not to say that last year's team didn't have talent, but it feels like in all three phases this year, for you know this football team, it's working as a well-oiled machine it's it's not you know here's the offense here's the defense here's the special teams it seems like all three phases are kind of working together and a lot of people are gonna you know try to put that that square peg in a round hole and and try to assume that you know 2021 violent high school football is pretty similar to 2022 when in fact they're very different teams you guys are putting points on the board offensively and defensively And the defense has been able to step up in big ways and has only surrendered 14 points all season through three games, which is incredibly impressive at any level. So I think people trying to assume that these two teams from last year to this year are, you know, the same, quote unquote, is just a a bad misconstruction of of talent and, and viewing of talent that is on this team. And just the way that this roster in 2022 has been able to play through the first three weeks.
0: Yeah, you know, last year some of these close games in the beginning we lost, like Clearview, we lost, and Hamilton was a close one. We win those two games, it's a different season. But then we had some catastrophic injuries and some other off the field issues. It, it just it wasn't a good um, situation. But um, you know, it's football; things happen. You got to handle adversity. And like you said, it's a different group. They've had some success now the last two weeks as far as you know, winning the games. And um, once you get a taste of winning, you want it more, so you work harder, and know how it feels. So these kids know how it feels, and they practice hard and work hard, and um, they're doing what it takes to, to win these games.
2: Yeah, it's been incredibly impressive to watch. And uh, like we started last week, we had our, our MVPs of the game on the show. Last week, we've got two MVPs this week. So, Coach, why don't we roll out our first MVP, Uh, We're going to have Xavion Diaz join us on this episode and Emmanuel DeVellas. Very excited to have these two on the program this week. They had fantastic games against Clearview. Like we mentioned, Xavion had that interception return for a touchdown, and Emmanuel has just been an absolute force on offense, on defense at that tackle position and just wreaking havoc on the in the trenches which is how you win football games it starts and ends in the trenches and they've both been off to fantastic starts to 2022 just talk about before we bring them in what you saw from them against Clearview and how impressive they've been so far this season in their positions they've been playing
0: yeah we'll bring uh Xavion in first I'll discuss Xavion if that's all right with you totally um Xavion you know us uh, started there with that big pick six. It was not only an unbelievable catch, but it was a great run after. And I was so proud of the kids for not doing any type of illegal block. As I saw on running, and I felt he was going to make it in the end zone. The thing I kept looking for was uh, a flag. And I'm thinking, please, guys, just just don't hit anybody because the rules are so have changed so much from when these kids were younger. You know, you, you can't really hit them if they have nothing to do with the play and you have to kind of put your fully extend your arms and have line of sight so um, that's the one thing I was looking for and then I was so relieved that you know the kids didn't make any penalties because in our first scrimmage against Williamstown we had one of those and somebody hit another player and it had nothing to do with the play so they called it back so I was so happy that it worked out you know, he played tough all game on defense and then he had, he did a much better job fielding punts As I mentioned last week on our show, I felt like um, being out at Gatone at night contributed to that. He feels more comfortable catching the ball in the daylights, different than catching the ball at night with those, you know, shiny lights on you. So I think he adjusted well and um, had some really good punt returns and almost uh, broke a few of those and got touchdowns. And he almost had another pick, too, if... uh, I feel like it might have been Nakai didn't uh, run into him, so... uh, he did a hell of a job, and uh, he's only a sophomore. I'm assuming he's uh, 15 years old, like most of the sophomores are, and he's uh, he's a special talent. And he's just going to get better every year. We've got a lot of talented sophomores right now playing varsity. Um, probably more than we've had in a long time, but they're holding their own and they're doing a good job. And you know, for the most part, they're key players not role players, so they're they're doing their jobs, they're pulling their weight, and they're making plays for this program so we can win games. So I'll bring him in now if that's all right. Absolutely. Let's bring him on in. All right, we're going to trade seats.
2: All right, now we bring in defensive MVP Xavion Diaz from the Clearview matchup. Xavion, welcome to the Dan Russo Show. Congrats on the pick six uh and congrats on the win obviously but first things first I always talk about it when we're up in the booth myself and Rich Scarpa you were part of that crop of you know freshmen that came up to varsity in a a rare instance for Violent High School football under coach Russo where not a lot of freshmen get called up to varsity right away uh so you kind of got your feet wet last year and you've been able to kind of take that jump to the next step this year what's been you know the biggest and most intriguing and fun adjustment for you this year taking on some new roles obviously playing primarily on the defensive side of the ball this year and now having that punt return role what's that adjustment been like for you and how fun is it being back there uh being able to be a punt returner
1: uh punt return i just i just like to have the ball in my hands every time i get the ball i think of scoring and then last year i played corner i think i got i could get more plays at safety so I feel like I can help the team more. I see.
2: And then, obviously, you know, being on this team last year, getting that call up, what's the what's the energy on this defense like this year? It feels like there's a a toughness, a tenacity about them under Coach Hendricks now. What's you know been that that new adjustment to having a new defensive coordinator, and how enjoyable is it playing for him?
1: We we adjusted good. He we want to um, we want to win games. He won a Super Bowl, so we just want to – um, we look up to him. want to do the same things he did.
2: And I always talk about football-wise, you know, things start in the trenches. Last week against Bridgeton, you guys got uh, Derek Akami back. And, you know, talking to and talking to Gavin, Derek's energy is, is next level. And having been around him for the past couple of years, you can kind of it, – it just feeds off of him, and you guys can feed off of the energy he brings – What's his leadership been like this year? Now that he's a senior, and you know, being around him and being in the locker room, being in the huddle, what's it like having Derek back out there full time for you guys? Now that
1: he's back, yeah, he's a great leader. He 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 tells us um be disciplined. He tells us make a hit every play, make a play every play.
2: And then you know, for you guys to to be on this win streak, obviously the goal is to win every single week for you guys but you know to finally piece together two in a row unlike last year what's that what's the energy and the the vibe at practice been like knowing that you guys are coming off two straight wins now does it kind of feel looser in a sense to where you're not putting as much weight and pressure on your shoulders knowing that you're not waiting for that first win and now that you know not only how to win as a team but now you know how to string together you know a couple wins in a row as a team what's practice been like this week going up uh into a matchup against kingsway
1: uh, every practice we work hard, as hard as we can we just want every t- we got to work hard so we can going
2: and knowing that you guys you know on the on the defensive side of things there's a, a mix of you know veteran leadership with some seniors and juniors and then there's that young influx like yourself like bryce and a bunch of younger guys on this defense how do you guys work, you know, together to kind of be on that same page? What's the communication like in practice, leading into, you know, that pregame locker room, and then out on the field when you guys are out there making plays and playing as tough as you have this year, only surrendering those fourteen points all year that you did against Clearview? What's the, you know, communication lines like for you guys, you know, from uh, underclassmen to upperclassmen to kind of just be on the same page?
1: We're like family. you just it's the same. You go, music communication
2: and then uh you know going up against kingsway this week a team that you know coach russo just mentioned you guys haven't played them under his uh regime yet so it's a team that's kind of unfamiliar uh to vineland football fans what are some things you guys have been able to pick up you know watch and film this week to prepare for a team that you really haven't seen too much and, uh, you know, some things that you've noticed from the positions you play that you're going to try to, you know, go in and make that a point of emphasis to exploit your game and make sure that, you know, you're making them make some mistakes.
1: Well, they got better athletes than teams we played before. but so I think we can stop them. Our defense.
2: And then, uh, you know, take me through what was going through your head that first play against Clearview. Ball goes into your hands. You run it back for that pick six. You know, just take me through that that process of events and everything going through your mind to make sure, you know, you're keeping things clean. Like Coach Russo said, everybody behind you keeping things clean so no flags get thrown. But what was that, you know, sequence like for you running it back for the touchdown and then just that energy level to kick the game off with such a big explosive play?
1: I think, I think they try to catch us off guard with a pass. I didn't really think they were going to pass if I just read it. The, on. We are all hyped.
2: And then uh, last one for you before we bring Coach Russo back in. I, I asked all three guys last week, you know, NFL, college, I'm sure you're a fan of the game at all levels. Is there any player that you try to model your game after and, you know, try to – use some different things that you see them doing in games, whether it's at the college level, at the the NFL level, or even, you know, some of your teammates in practice that you might pick some things from.
1: I like Minka Fitzpatrick. He's a ball hub. I play like him. I watch him a lot.
2: I like that answer. Minka's a beast. You're certainly one of my favorite players to watch on this vinyl team, so keep doing your thing and uh, looking forward to you making big plays against Kingsway and the rest of this season, my man.
0: He's a ball hawk coach. Yeah, he is. And he's uh, just going to get better. He's very um, mature for his age and um, he's developing nice and we're happy he's here playing for Vineland.
2: And, you know, to see a player like Xavion and and that crop of, you know, freshmen that got called up last year, Charles, Clark, Bryce, uh, you know, there's a, a, a big group of them that got called up all together. and. Like I mentioned to Xavion, it's rare that you guys have called up freshmen uh, to play at the varsity level unless they've kind of had that it factor right away to see what Xavion was able to do last year and improve his game over the off season and into the summer and now three games into this year. How impressive has his growth been uh, from your perspective as a coach?
0: Yeah, very impressive. Um, another one that gets really good grades in school, he does everything we ask. I don't think I've been called by a teacher or administrator once. His behavior is perfect. He's got no write-ups. That's the kind of kids we want here: kids that, that understand what we're trying to accomplish and no distractions. None of us have time to waste. We we just that's the one thing we can't get back is time, and we need to focus on what's important. And that's obviously your family, academics, you know, football, and obviously faith. So. Kids are doing what we ask, and like I said, real, real happy with this group. They're a fun group to coach. Um, they're getting better every week, and uh, it's a good mix.
2: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun through three weeks seeing just the the energy that they have, and it's a word I know I've used a lot on this episode and throughout the year so far, but it, they, they have that energy. They are always going at 110%. They, they leave it all out on the field, and they're making sure that they're playing as close to, un, you know, disciplined football and not making those silly undisciplined mistakes um you know throughout each game in all three phases for the last two weeks I, I've brought this up to to some of the players too but from your coaching perspective to see the way that Derek Akami has been out there making his presence felt kind of being a force along that defensive line and the way he's been able to to step up at least from our perspective looking in as a leader on that defense, What's it been like, kind of just seeing his growth, you know, going into his senior year now, two games in, uh, for Derek being on that defensive unit and just the havoc he's been able to wreak out on the field, and then, uh, you know, him stepping up as a leader this year as a senior.
0: Yeah, you know, our defensive uh, front has done a nice job. You know, got Emmanuel, we got uh, you know Jordan Bennett helping us out, Akami, Julio, um, even. Was able to convince a basketball player. We call him Jerry Sodi. It's Ella uh, Mofia, possibly. I'm gonna pronounce. I-, I like just saying Jerry. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> been- he goes by Jerry, but he's a great kid. He's very athletic. Um, Patrick Gilbert's con- contributed too with the um, on the D line. Uh, obviously, Newman on the edge. So got a good rotation um, in there and um, they're just going to keep getting better you know backers struggled a little bit last week but they're going to fix things and they'll uh, they'll be back in the mix the corner stepped up you know Powell DJ Clark Ryan maven there's Xavion back there Hitchens and the Kai gray. Max preps was updated. He's on there, and I guess you guys usually come on the field. We didn't see it. Uh, Jimmy had that roster for you. Gotcha. The Thirty-four is Nakai Gray, and twenty-three is Yulibo Klaus, and um, they're doing a great job too. They're both seniors. Um, Nakai played his freshman, sophomore year. Didn't play his junior year. Just you know, coming out of all the. COVID stuff, he just needed a break and wanted to get his mind right and everything, and he's back with us, so he's doing great, and Yulibo's from the UK, played rugby, and now he's uh, playing football for us, so uh, he's on kickoff, he's he's contributing already, he's a great kid, and um, you know, we're excited to see him develop as well, so we've got a lot of guys rotating in, we're rotating linebackers, you know, Gallo. And Russo in there, playing back, or Bryce Wilson as well, Um, giving guys a breather when they need it, especially when you're playing like that type of offense. It's just like smash-mouth football. So thanks to our depth, I think it helped us in the second half rotating guys in and with good rotation going, our guys were fresh, and they didn't do much in the second half. And offensively, you know, offense, like you mentioned, is getting way better. Quarterback settled down a little bit. He's got a much better offensive line in front of him. He's getting some time to actually make some plays this year as opposed to last year. Um, running backs have gotten stronger. We have three guys we uh, feel can help us in the run game. We've got a lot of good receivers and skilled players. So, you know, it's starting to come together.
2: Yeah, the offense, you know, it's it certainly clicked in a lot of phases, and I think – like you mentioned having the the improvements along the offensive line have been a huge help for Danny and a huge help for the running backs as well. It's allowed you guys to get a little more creative offensively and you know kind of open up that playbook even more for the skill position players for Danny to kind of sling the ball around uh like we we know he can and it opens up lanes for for the running backs to kind of hit those holes, get around the outside if they need to and I think the offense has just looked a lot more fluid than it has in years past because of that improvement in the trenches. Like we mentioned, that's where it starts and finishes both on the offense and the defense. You need strong play on the defensive and offensive lines. If you want to be a successful football team and earlier this year, you brought up, you know, Emmanuel Devellis. you challenged him. You said, Hey, do you want to win this year? And he said, yes. And he started to play some, some tackle on the offensive side of things. How has that, you know, adjustment for him in your perspective been through three weeks now, kind of getting some gameplay under his belt, uh, playing on that offensive line while still rotating and playing on that defensive line as well?
0: Yeah, you know, it was a big ask for, for a player that primarily played defense and now he's helping us out on the offensive line as well. But he stepped up and he's doing a great job and he had a huge uh, task last week playing against you know their big Division 1 tackle, 65, and Manny held his own with him. I saw some film on him, so uh, it was a pretty good battle. They're both you know, about 6'5". I'm sure the other guy was closer to 300. Manny's about 250, you know, and uh, Manny was holding his own, blocking them, you know, trying to make plays on defense, getting away from him. So uh, I was real proud of him, and that's part of the reason I gave him the offensive MVP this week, not only – for his performance, but for his sacrifice and doing what's best for the team, um, as you could tell, the last two weeks has been an offensive lineman. They don't get as much press as uh, all the flashy positions that people think, as far as uh, guys scoring touchdowns and running the ball, catching passes, throwing passes. So the least I could do is get them some um, some exposure here on the with our podcast and give them what they deserve because sometimes it's you know fortunately it's a thankless job for them no one's saying oh great block or he's blocking a guy that's going to University of Cincinnati things of that nature so that's why I want to bring attention to it and you know you can't do anything offensively or really defensively if you don't have those guys in the trenches and um, we've got some good ones that are making sacrifices for the team you know Manny could be a great tight end, but we, we need him at tackle, so he's playing tackle for us. And um, things like this I'll never forget in my coaching tenure here, guys that have made sacrifices like Emmanuel. So that's something I make sure I tell the scouts, and that's why they like to hear that we have a visual athlete here that's selfless. Doesn't matter what it takes, he just wants to win for his teammates and the program. And I'm real proud of him.
2: Yeah, he's done a spectacular job. It's been impressive to kind of just watch his development from the booth and being able to, you know, kind of go back and watch it on YouTube as well from the rebroadcasts of the games and, you know, kind of just see him develop game by game on the offensive side of things. And obviously still being a force out there on the defensive line, he's, he's really stepped up in a big way for you guys. And no matter you know what the opponent is or or who he's matched up against, he's always willing to go out there and you know give it one hundred and twenty percent, and he's always gonna you know give it his all, and uh, he certainly did that last week against Clearview, and I'm sure it's gonna continue against Kingsway.
0: Yeah, no doubt. He's uh, one of our key players here, and uh, he's making plays, and he's gonna continue to make plays, and you know he's looking forward and sort of the guys of uh, competing Friday night right before our bye week and um, give the home fans a great, entertaining game to watch. Yes, yeah, so I think uh
2: perfect way to tee it up, to bring in uh, Manny DeVellis into the fold here on the Dan Russo Show as the offensive MVP against Clearview. Uh, fantastic performance, like Coach Russo said, playing up against uh, a player going to the University of Cincinnati. D1, a team that was in the college football playoff last year uh and Manny held his own so I'm excited to uh chop it up here with our offensive MVP coach
0: gotcha I'm gonna get him right now trading uh, chairs again all right you're up so now we have our
2: offensive MVP one of my favorite players to call up in the booth Emmanuel Devellis doing doing big things on both sides of the ball this year First things first, congrats on a, a phenomenal performance against a big-time opponent uh in Clearview. But talk to me first Emmanuel, what has this transition been like for you to kind of playing both sides of the ball this year, playing that offensive tackle position? What have some of the adjustments been like for you and as the season's gone on now 3 weeks in, how much, you know, easier has it gotten for you to kind of adjust to playing both sides of the ball?
3: I mean, we just been working hard at practice, you know I me? Mean? go day by day and as we go day by day i practice i get like better better at the tackle spot learning like all the plays and stuff like that getting used to it
2: and for you being primarily a defensive player last year has it been kind of easier to play the defensive side of the ball this year now that you're getting opportunity to play you know offensive tackle you kind of learn the tendencies of your opponents now yeah. has that helped you improve your defensive game yeah
3: it it helped a lot like I know what most tackles are gonna do are gonna like stuff like
2: that yeah and I imagine you know for you it it was probably one of those adjustments week one and you know during practice and everything going into that first game of the year where you're just kind of getting a feel for the position and now you know week three you're going up against a, a commit to the University of Cincinnati talk to me about that matchup what was that experience like for you and To be honest, from, you know, looking down on it from the booth perspective, you held your own, if not, you know, won that matchup big time. So what was that opportunity like for you? And, you know, what was the message from Coach Hendricks and and Coach Russo, uh, you know, for both sides of the ball to kind of figure out, you know, how you were going to attack that matchup?
3: Uh, It was a pretty good matchup. I just felt like I just had to execute uh, for us to win the game, stuff like that. So, yeah, it was a pretty good matchup. He was pretty strong, stuff like that.
2: And, you know, for you guys this year to, you know, you being on the team last year as well, two wins in a row now, something you weren't able to accomplish last year. What's that that winning feeling like as you go into another week of practice, now that you've been able to kind of win as a team two consecutive weeks and kind of figure out how to win as a team and, and be together as a cohesive unit? I brought up to Coach Russo this year, it feels like, it's not you know just three individual phases of football for you guys where it's like oh this is the offense this is the defense this is special teams feels like you guys are all playing together as one collective team what has practice been like after these wins and kind of keeping that energy fun and loose and not feeling you know a bunch of pressure on your shoulders to overdo things and overwork things knowing that you guys know how to win as a team now
3: uh practice been great you know we uh got two dubs so I mean we can't get ahead of ourselves. I mean, we gotta go into the next game with the same type of stuff, like we're zero and zero. Uh I feel like I feel like we just been bonding this bonding. Last year, I, like the bond was there, but it wasn't really there how it how like it is this year.
2: And for you, you know, on the defensive side of things, that's Xavier, I asked Tayshon and I asked Gavin last week. What's it been like playing for Coach Hendricks, you know, to kind of kind of a, a new message, a, a breath of fresh air almost, a new perspective on the defensive side of things for you guys. What's it like been playing in his system and just seeing the, the success you guys have had through three weeks now, having only given up 14 points all year, and it was just this past week, uh, and it was only in the first court, in the first half, I'm sorry. Um, but what's it like been playing for Coach Hendricks?
3: It's been good. He always puts us in the spot to achieve and win. Uh, To always do good, Uh, he he just puts us in a great position. I mean, he he makes the scout team do exactly what the other team is doing, so we get a feel of it, and then we can go into the game and dominate.
2: And then for you, you know, being able to play both sides of the trenches, offensive and defensive line, what's the what are some similarities and some differences in terms of just you know communication with? Your fellow teammates that are playing along the offensive line with you to kind of you know get in those protection packages for Danny, set up things for the run game, and then on the defensive side of things, what's that line of communication like for you guys? So you know guys are picking up their spots, picking up the blocks that they're supposed to make, and you know going and wreak havoc like you guys have been able to do these last three weeks.
0: I
3: mean it's always communication between both, but I feel like more of offensive line because like the defense like they always switch up. So we can always, like, switch on our blocks and stuff like that and adjust to, like, different type of blitzes from the linebackers.
2: And I, I brought this up, too. You know, I think a number of things switched going into that Bridgeton game with Derek coming back along the defensive line for you guys, bringing in that energy, that leadership that he possesses. And just, you know, his brute strength that he also has and can go out there and be a game wrecker. I think it's opened up things for Tayshaun to kind of be like that quarterback spy and, and be able to be fluid around the defense. Just talk to me about what this defense, what, what do you think this defense is capable of this year? Now that you've seen you guys, you know, three weeks in playing with the tenacity, that that fight and that vigor that you guys have to really just be a nasty defense and, you know, make offense is uncomfortable for the most part and getting quarterback sacks, getting touchdowns, you know, two straight weeks where you guys have been able to put touchdowns on the board. What's, what's the limit, you know, is it, is it a sky's the limit mentality for this yeah, defense?
3: Sky's the, sky's the limit. We had a great defense. Everybody on the defense can make a play. I feel like everybody on the defense could really do some, really uh, make plays out there. And as Derek, Derek is a good leader. He's been leading, since my freshman year, man, he's just a good leader on the team, good person to have, brings the energy all the time. And I mean, it's like the whole team is like that. We all got that bomb.
2: And you know, you guys got a, a big time matchup against Kingsway this week at home. I'm sure you're excited to be back in front of the home crowd. Uh but Kingsway's a team that's not truly familiar to Vineland as a whole. What are some things, you know, from your offensive perspective, you know, playing that offensive line position that you've picked up on that Kingsway does really well that you're kind of keying in on to really focus, you know, in protection packages for the run and pass game? And then on the defensive side of things, what are some things you're really trying to accomplish uh, to kind of get after their quarterback, cause some havoc, and, you know, create even more turnover opportunities for this defense? Uh,
3: well, on offense, like, I'm just – Trying to get no sacks in this game, like no sacks in our QB, stuff like that, you know, so we can open up our passing game and then we can also do our running game. And for defense, I just shut down like always.
2: And I've asked, uh, you know, all of our, our MVPs that have come on the show so far this year, you know, I know you're a student of the game, you're a film junkie. College wise, NFL wise, or even your own teammates wise, past or present. Is there anybody you try to, you know, model your game after? Somebody you try to pick things up from and try to do them in practice to implement in a game? Who's that who's that one or two players that you uh you know try to model your game after?
3: Uh to be honest, I just watch football. I just watch college football. I watch the NFL, I just see whatever they doing, try to put it in my game, stuff like that. Yeah.
2: He's, just, a, he's a student of the game. He just he likes everybody. He pulls from everybody, you know. Uh, Emmanuel, you're incredibly talented. You're super fun to watch. Uh, up from the booth every single Friday night. So keep doing your thing on both sides of the ball, being a force for this Vineland team. And uh, best of luck against Kingsway this weekend on uh, Friday. All
3: right, thank you.
2: And uh, Emmanuel's just a he's a student of the game. He, he likes everybody. It doesn't matter who it is. He's mm-hmm. pulling and picking from every single player he can, which is very impressive uh, for somebody at the high school level for sure. Uh, but, Coach, going into this matchup against Kingsway, what are some things that you guys as a coaching staff, I know you mentioned towards the top of the show that – it's a team you haven't faced you know, in your tenure uh, as head coach of Vineland High School football. So what are some things that you've picked up on film that they do really well and that you guys are looking to kind of key in on so that way you find the most success in all three phases?
0: are yeah, they're, they're very well coached, um, fundamentally sound. They're aggressive on defense. They're effective on uh, offense, special teams. The kicker's kicking the all down between the 5- and 10-yard line. You know, it's not going to be easy. They have nice history over there. They've won some sectional championships. A lot of success over there. Friendly with the head coach. Like I said, it's, it's funny, same name as our DC, but he's Coach Hendricks as well, and um, he's done a great job over there. And uh, It's going to be a battle. It's uh, two very well-coached teams and a lot of talent. Um, plenty of depth. And, um, you know, just trying to play smart and minimize mistakes like we did last week. The kids are starting to process things better, and it's been um, helping us win these games. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be electric. We're going to honor the Blitz pregame. All the young guys and on the football team and all the young girls on the cheerleading squads will be there. We're going to, you know, like I said, honor them pregame. It's going to be a 7 o'clock kickoff back because it's tough for the parents to get kids there by 540 no one's even at the game so i want to make sure there's a nice little crowd to clap it up for those kids it'll be a special night i'm going to be in touch with the violent midget football league and you know, we're going to honor them most likely at our blackout game against holy spirit so I haven't made um, definite plans with the violent midget football league but we're working on that as well but we're going to you know, like I said, we have reached out to Coach Basil and uh, we're looking forward to see those kids out there and their families supporting us as well and trying to get those kids, you know, over here to Violent High School in the red and gray so we can continue to build this program up, and I feel like in year 10, we're just getting warmed up, it takes time. That's why I tell some of these new coaches, the coach of Clearview, I had a nice conversation with him, it's his first year, and you know, he has some adversities dealing with, but it's not easy. it It takes time, especially in a public school system. It's not the private sector where you can just ask the owner of a business or someone in charge for X, y, z. I mean, it's a process. it it's it takes time, you know, so feel pretty comfortable now in year ten. we've had we've had some ups. we've had some downs, but we're just gonna keep working hard. Doing our best here to get these kids in positions to be successful, you know, here at Violin High, and then you know, afterwards as well at the college level or trade school, whatever they want to do, military. You know, we've got some kids doing some pretty neat things. So it's it's fun to be a part of and love my job. It's uh can't picture myself being anywhere else. This is where I want to be. Obviously, grew up in violin, played here and now fortunate enough to be the coach, and um, you know, I want to see these kids put in um, the right environment, um, right situations, and when they are, you see the result. We've got kids getting scholarships all over the place. Like we mentioned, guys in the pros and hopefully some more heading that way because they're buying in, they're listening to the coaches and I, and they're taking advantage of what the school has to offer, so it's so, exciting times here.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, before we get into, uh, you know, some of those guys getting scholarships and playing at the pros and scoring a touchdown at the pro level this past weekend. Uh, as everybody knows, is a look good, feel good, play good podcast. Coach, home game for the first time since week zero. What are the what are the uniform plans heading into Kingsway?
0: Last week, our theme was they're going in like gladiators. We had no logos. We have them. I've got plenty of them, but I said, let's go with a different look. Hardcore gladiators here going to the Coliseum for that big victory. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I thought that looked pretty neat. It was a changeup. We've never done that in a game situation. We've always had our, you know, our logo on there. So this week, you know, the kids are going to wear their red and gray helmets they're going to get the uh, rowdy rooster put on the helmet. We're going to do that tomorrow, and um, we're going to rock the black pants with our um, red and uh, gray numbered jerseys. It's a nice look. It's our school-issued uh, jerseys, and um, they're going to look—they're going to look great. Um, Love those I like all our uniforms, but it's a good combo. And um kids will be ready to go. They like having nice things like we've discussed and very happy to uh do my part to make sure they're in something that they're um proud of. And like all the sports teams here. I look at all the teams out here. I've seen soccer, their uniforms look great. Um Field hockey, cross country, you know, tennis. Was watching some tennis yesterday. Um, our athletic director uh, Donnie Robbins is doing a great job, and his secretary Lori Bing's making sure the kids have, you know, things that they need. That's just basically whatever other school has around the area. So they've done a great job. You know, our board of education central administration along with the violent high school administration here supports us they couldn't be more supportive they're always asking me you know what can we do to help I'm sure they're asking the other coaches as well but it's it's fun to be a part of a successful team here and you know the school has seen a lot of improvements we've got a v-wing with all kinds of trades they're putting in here now they just hired a um, teacher from another school district uh, mr. Medio. He's a construction Um, classroom now it's phenomenal I've never seen nicer equipment and I'm glad the kids are getting to learn on that stuff because let's face it every kid wants to go to college some kids are good with their hands want to do other jobs we have a new state of the art um, greenhouse here Um, I think it's called Future Farmers of America which is awesome because you know all the farming down here Um, we've got a studio production uh, room with all kinds of apple equipment and uh, Mr. Bramante leads um, a, a huge uh, car, um, like a mechanic class that's, um, for kids that want to be mechanics when they grow up. It's phenomenal. It's one of the nicest, cleanest uh, facilities I've ever seen. And it, it looks like it could be at a Mercedes or a BMW dealership. But I always buy American, so I should say Ford or Ram or GMC. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. notch places. It's, it's really nice. Um, I'm really impressed with the with the vocational wing here. We're trying to bring uh, all those trades back because they're not in the area for the kids of violence. So, Violent High School stepping up, you know, Board of Education getting these trades back so these kids can do something. Possibly in their future other than, you know, uh, in college. I I heard some, you know, discussion. Maybe they'll even do some plumbing and electrical here too as well. So I'm real happy when the kids get things they deserve. You know, in a public school setting, the money goes toward the kids. And um, I'm glad to see them spend the money on these kids. I, I saw pallet loads of Chromebooks. The kids have technology here. They can bring them home. It's great because in the past they've had to like use them in a classroom then return them. Now they have their own. They sign them in the beginning of the year, and I think they turn them in at the end. So if you take advantage of what the school has to offer, there's a lot of great things, and we focus on the positives here. All the other stuff is irrelevant.
2: Yeah, you always got to focus on the positives, and uh, we certainly had some positives going on this past weekend in the college ranks of football and the NFL ranks. Uh Let's start off, though, with our guy playing for the Kansas City Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco, coach. He leads the Kansas City Chiefs in rushing in week one, scores his first NFL touchdown. And then I don't know if a lot of people noticed, but uh, as soon as he threw that ball and all the excitement that he had, you notice a number 15, Patrick Mahomes runs off to make sure he secures that ball and gets it to the sideline for Isaiah to have his first touchdown ball. I can't even imagine the joy and excitement you had watching that first touchdown for Pop, but I know I had chills seeing him out there and uh, doing the damn thing like he has for so many years for Vineland football, for Rutgers, and now for the Chiefs. He's currently leading an NFL team in rushing after one week. Uh, Super exciting stuff to see Isaiah. Just immediate success at the NFL level.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. I was I saw a post that Coach Basil had about how proud he was of Isaiah as well because he coached him at the Blitz. And um, I said on the post, commented that if it still feels like yesterday, that I was going. It's like, like my first year on the job, and everyone's telling me I gotta go to, go see this kid that plays for the Blitz, and he's on he's incredible and this and that. And I'm like I'm gonna have to go see this kid for myself, you know. And I was like, wow. This kid's amazing, and uh, I was one of many trying to get him in their program. I don't think I've ever seen uh, that one school in Philly, St. Joseph Philly was here. I mean, they were all over one, Isaiah Pacheco, and rightfully so. He was um, great in the youth, great for high school. He was incredible. You know, helped Rutgers have a little more success. I know they're trying to get a little more success there in that program, um, but helped get them back on the map a little bit in the big 10 and all that. And now he's in an ideal situation with uh, the Kansas city chiefs. And he's got some great blockers form, a great offensive line, a tight end quarterback the skill. If so many weapons, it's hard to, uh, try to take one away. Cause if you take one away, you have three or four other options. You know, They're, they've ever seen a quarterback throw the ball away the that Mahomes does either. It's like no look passes. Like you do doing basketball. I mean, it's phenomenal. And, uh, how cool is that that Patrick Mahomes is uh, going to get Isaiah Pacheco his first touchdown ball so he could save it? Because I think he was so excited. He just, you know, threw it, and he wanted to do a little money sign. A little money dance. He's a money man. <laughs> he's a money man. But, uh, yeah, he scored touchdowns for us. I was hoping he'd do it. He always would put his head down like he was on a 100-yard dash, which was hilarious, too. But uh, he's a charismatic uh kid and uh he's high energy and he's gonna make that program better too. I'll tell you he gets the he gets the guys going. Not only is he a great player, but he's a leader and uh you know, the one thing I used to tell some of the scouts, he's an incredible dancer. So some of those moves when you see him shaking, he just loves dancing. That's what he's doing out there. He's dancing around the defenders and um he's so shifty and fast twitch, it's hard to, you know, tackle him as you saw when he ran the touchdown he, he shook the guy off. But um him having that skill set and that size and that speed, he's, he's a special one. And I think he's, um, he's in a good spot. And I think the coaches there and the program, the chiefs are going to be real happy that he's uh, he's playing for them.
2: Yeah. It was a, a big time, uh, you know, draft day pickup for them to get Isaiah in the seventh round, probably going to end up being one of the steals of the draft as Myself and so many of my friends, you know, probably like four or five years down the line, we look back at drafts all the time to see where guys go. And I'm sure, you know, in, in a few years time, Isaiah is going to be one of those guys where everybody's scratching their heads, wondering how did this guy go so late in the seventh round of the 2022 NFL draft? Uh, as he now is a member of that Kansas City Chiefs team, and I'm sure he's going to be dancing a lot. Uh, as he gets into the end zone a lot more. I'm sure Juju Smith-Schuster's going to love dancing with him as Juju's notorious for uh, dancing on TikTok and everything like that. So Isaiah off to a hot start in his NFL career, and Rutgers off to a, another big-time win. Tyreem obviously part of that team over there with Rutgers, and uh, they're getting set for an, a nice time uh, at in Philadelphia playing against Temple at the link. Tyreem's going to get a chance to play at the Philadelphia Eagle Stadium.
0: Well, this and ruckers connection, um, rewind a little bit. Um, the coach, the head coach at the time of Ruckers, Coach Ash, re- was the head coach for Rutgers and Chico Hanna for two years, and it was the best recruit Coach Ash got. And um, small world, Coach Ash is with the Oakland Raiders, now, or, geez, Las Vegas Raiders now. And during the draft, you know, even a Double Eagle, when we were there, um, I was texting Coach Ash, man. I said, you better talk to Josh McDaniels and get this kid. You're not going to see him for the next five or ten years, I'm telling you. And he's like, I'm with you, you know, and so we're texting. I, I still remain very close and friendly with Coach Ash. You know, he, um, he did the best he could with what he had. And have a lot of respect for him, as I said. But he's with the Raiders. How, how crazy is that? So he's going to see his number one recruit two two times a year, maybe more in the playoffs. And then, um, you know, Coach Ciano comes in and um, pops with him. But then, you know, you know, Tyreem was gonna he was committed to Virginia Tech. And you know, when Coach Ciano gets, in, I, I was telling Tyreem and his family, hey, I think it's worth a conversation. You know, I'm not going I'm going to support whatever you want to do. But, um, you know, Coach Shiano has that experience. He had a lot of success at Rutgers. And, you know, not to take any, anything away from Coach Ash, but like it was tough coming from, you know, the Midwest, Ohio State, where he had a lot of success. And some of those North Jersey people are a little tough to deal with. Mm-hmm. The Scouts love coming to South Jersey. We're a little different down here. I wish they would separate the states like the Carolinas. Just kidding, North Jersey people. But um, I do know it's a little difficult for some of these scouts to recruit up there. And they do like coming down here because it's a change of pace. And that's why it's called South Jersey. We're almost like people down south, we're a little more laid back and a little more friendly. And even my uh, wife was telling me that my final. They think they're from Central Jersey. There's no such thing in our book. You know, it's north or south, but they're from what they call Central (laughs) Jersey. So when he comes down to visit and come to the games and visits us down in Vineland, he's like shocked how people hold the door open for him at like Wawa or wherever he goes. And um, he's like, this is different. (laughs) (laughs) Up north, I'll just walk right in and shut the door on your face. It's a little different pace there. They don't have time to hold the door for people down here, you know. I love being in South Jersey. I love being in Vineland. And um, like I said before, we focus on the positives. And the other stuff is irrelevant to me. We just keep moving forward. But, uh, yeah, Tyreme had another great game. I guess that was a highly competitive game, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, to say the least.
0: Six or something. To, what, seven? But, um, you know, at least Wagner got some money out of the deal. 400-some <laughs> thousand, I think I saw, or whatever it is.
2: Hey, it could have been. It could have been a lot worse. You look at some of the upsets around college football this week. You know, uh, Notre Dame had to pay Marshall one point wow. two five million to get a, a nice old butt whooping,
0: and yeah. uh, Appalachian State beats Texas A and M. Who would have thought? And I think there was another one.
2: Kentucky beat oh. Florida.
0: Well, no, the coach of Nebraska ended up getting fired. Yeah, because they lost to uh, Georgia Southern. I was kidding with them. Coach Shiana, because the rumor is he's going to Nebraska. They want him. I think I said last week they'll double his pay. I'm sure. Maybe triple it. So hopefully he stays here and likes the Italian food in New Jersey. You know what I mean?
2: Exactly.
0: And uh, he's not getting Italian food in Nebraska. You get good steak, though. Yeah. I guess plenty of corn.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They love a side dish in Nebraska. Uh, but yeah, all the upsets in college football this week, coach, I know, uh, a few of my friends are, are big time into the gambling space and everything, but somebody placed a ticket on one of these online sports books and called the Kentucky over Florida, Appalachian state to win and, uh, Marshall to beat Notre Dame. They placed a $2,500 bet on it. It paid out $1.2 million.
0: That's insane. Good for that person. (laughs) who. just wow. a
2: crazy just like luck of the draw let's bet on the underdogs and all three wow. of them ended up well, winning
0: well hopefully whoever bet that saves the money and doesn't go give it back to the um, casinos or whatever yeah online you know betting sites you know so um yeah i'm gonna be at um eagle stadium saturday too i'm real happy about that a friend of mine liam subcheck gave us uh Access to his box. I'm bringing some of my uh, coaches with me and booster guys. Going to be a good, night, good day. So we're real excited. We'll be there. Yeah, Take it's a it's idea. a big
2: time big time weekend in Philly. You got Rutgers and Temple at the Link on Saturday, Sunday. The uh, the Premier Lacrosse League Championship game is at Subaru Park where the Union play, and then Monday night back at the Link, the Eagles home opener against the Vikings. So big time wow. sports weekend in Philadelphia. It
0: is. Good. And I'm looking forward tonight to seeing Pacheco uh, put on a show for us against the Chargers. So that that game should be inter- uninterrupted like the other one was.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a, a big-time high-scoring matchup interdivision on Thursday night. It's going to be a ton of fun. And then we go right into Friday night. Vineland High School football hosting Kingsway. Coach, it's going to be a, a fun matchup. You guys going up against the Dragons. And uh, everybody can tune in on the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel. Myself and Rich Scarpa up in the booth at Catone Stadium. Like Coach, at 7 o'clock start this week at Catone Stadium, so either tune in on the YouTube page or come in person, come support the Fighting Clan, come support the cheerleaders, the band doing phenomenal stuff to kick off this 2022 season. And uh, for the Dan Russo Show, make sure you guys Follow us on social media, the Red and Grey Gridiron Group Facebook page. And you can follow Underground Sports Philadelphia on Twitter and Instagram at Underground PHI and Vineland Football on Twitter at Vineland FB. And of course, subscribe to the podcast feed if you're a podcast listener on Apple, Spotify. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. It helps more people find the show and uh, helps us you know, get more people involved with the Dan Russo Show, so share it with your friends and family. And, of course, you can watch every single Thursday night we premiere the Dan Russo Show in video form on the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the like button, come join the comments. You can comment live during the show. We're always in the chat, so you can come – and join the discussion Thursday nights should usually be 8 p.m. Eastern time for the premiere of the Dan Russo show each and every week. Uh, So subscribe to the YouTube channel over there and coach looking forward to a big time matchup against Kingsway, a a divisional matchup for you guys. And uh, it should be one heck of a game.
0: Yeah, it will be. Um, Our kids are ready. It'll be a great game and I'm looking forward to it. So for coaches,
2: yes, go Vineland. And uh, like I said, tune in on the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel to watch the game from home or come on out to Catone Stadium and enjoy some high-quality football as the Fighting Clan hosts the Kingsway Dragons, 7 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. And uh, for Coach Russo, this has been another episode of the Dan Russo Show presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. And we will see you all. Next.
0: Just a kid from the neighborhood.
2: take me back to 96 I fall asleep with the radio won't i be ready